Hi everyone and welcome to New Money, where we talk to movers and shakers about how they made it. I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Sean T, the OG fitness motivator. Sean, is there anything you'd like to add to that? I mean, fitness motivator, transformer. I mean, I'm gonna let the people know that we had a little conversation before we started. I mean, you were doing, what, T25 at 14. So, I mean, you know, OG is good though. But I love to call myself a transformer to help people transform into the best them. Yeah, and what made, what motivated you to do that? You know, to be quite honest, I think it was very subconscious. I had a really, really tough childhood emotionally. And I think that my needing to have to kind of fight my way through life, especially mentally, that's why I have a um, conquer your mind on my, my arm, um, especially mentally, just made me want to help people transform. It was just embedded in me as a young person. And I always say, you know, through struggle comes strength. Not all struggle is deserving, but if you can utilize it in the best way, I mm -hmm. think it can like move mountains and I th that's exactly what I did. You turned your pain into power. Hey, pain to power, get into it. Absolutely. So could you detail some of the challenges you faced as a child? So the biggest challenge I faced is sexual abuse. Um, from the time I was eight to the time I was 12, it was a very tough and trying time. I wrote my book about it, Tears for Transformation. Just all of the the mental barriers that come along with that, just feeling like everything's your fault, hiding from the family, secluding yourself, feeling alone, and at such a young time where you're not even able to, not able to process why this is happening. Number one, try to process how to get through it. So you're just basically, what I like to say, throwing noodles up against the wall just to live to see another day. Yeah. and. Eventually, when I was 14 years old, I moved out of my house. I just, I moved out and I was just like, I don't know what happened, but in my head I was like, I cannot stay in this toxic environment anymore. I just knew it was like a cesspool of negativity for my, my life. And I went to move with my grandparents and everyone was like, why do you want to move? And I was just like, I just yeah. want to feel free. You know, I was like, I just want to feel free, but no one really dissected that answer and wanted to know why, but I knew why. Mm -hmm. And from that point forward, it was just, it was like, you know, my, my grandfather it was a pastor um, and I was in church like five, six times a week, literally. I knew the Bible, I think almost inside out, but I say <laughs> all that to say, when I moved in with my grandparents, it was my true being born again. You know, yeah. Christianity, they talk about being born again. Mm -hmm. and, I, and for me, when I was 14 years old, I just said to myself, wow, this is what it feels like to live. And I was like, if everybody can feel this way, yeah. it, it's just an amazing thing. And so my life's journey is to make people feel that way. Just a constant rebirth of themselves so they can feel free, they can be happy. We're not here for a long time. Yeah. I, I know when I was a younger person, <clears throat> when I was a younger person and people would say, you know, time flies, I used to be like, leave me alone, like I'm having fun. <laughs> but it's very, very true. Yeah. So I say like, embrace the moment and have a good time. We are, not every day is gonna be great, but there are great moments to every day. And I just feel like I want people to feel that and to be able to bring that out. And I want them to have the power to do it themselves. You certainly are a motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yes. thank you. <clears throat> so the strength, you're strong right now. Do you feel like 
maybe that's why you decided to make fitness the thing because it made you feel strong very interesting question so truth be told <laughs> fitness is a nightmare like you know if you ask most people in the world they don't want to get themselves up to push themselves to the brink of disaster is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. However, the reward is so great. But what I attach to is fitness is fine until it gets really hard. It's when it gets really hard where I start to enjoy it. For some reason, it's just the challenge of pushing myself, meaning my body, to the next level is also synonymous with me motivating myself in my head. So all of those people who did Insanity or T25, or even if you're, even if you're a dancer, or even if you're a skier, there is a point that if you do it long enough, you reach a moment of exhaustion or you reach a moment where you can't push anymore. And the only reason you continue to push forward is because you conquer your mind. That is it, because your mind is telling you you can do this. So for me, being able to push myself and give myself constant motivation in the moments of working out mm -hmm. immediately translates and transforms into my life. So if I'm going through a tough time in life, if I have to have a, bad, uh, a tough conversation or if there's challenges at work and trying to move to the next level, I'm like, well, if I can push my body to do that, yeah. I can do that. And then secondly, there's a subconscious thing that happens for people who work out every day, I would use insanity, for instance, because it's a, it's terribly tough. But for people who do 60 days of my workout insanity, for instance, you're constantly telling yourself, keep going, keep going, keep going. While you may be doing it with your body and you may want to do it because you want to look good, there's still that subconscious thing that's happening where you're saying, keep going, keep going. That's positive reinforcement for yourself. So you're training your brain to talk positive to yourself. And so... That's why I absolutely love fitness. That is the reason why. That is the reason why my new workout is called Dig Deeper because I just believe that if people can talk to themselves mm -hmm. to push themselves, they have constant motivation coming from themselves where they can be the best of them that they can possibly be. Sean, I'm curious. I want to know the story between... You being this college student, I, I looked you up. You being this college student who gained 50 pounds. <laughs> yes. To you teaching insanity. Fill us in. Fill in that <laughs> She's gap. like, where's the gap? <laughs> you know, so I grew up not having a lot of money. Yeah. And so there was a time when I was a kid where I would wait till everyone went to sleep in the house and I would sneak downstairs and I would climb up on the counter, my seven, eight-year-old self, mm -hmm. and I would get the bread and I would like hide it literally in my underwear. I know that sounds so crazy, but I was like, I can't get caught because mm -hmm. we only have a certain amount of bread and a certain amount of food, That's, but I was hungry. So mm -hmm. I was like, so I want you to think about that in a way of I had to hide food to eat it and whatever when I was hungry because we didn't have money. So when mm -hmm. we got to college, when I got to college, I had a food card and you could order Domino's. I had a scholarship, so I was just swiping that card at the student center. And mm -hmm. I was like, I was eating pasta. I was eating everything you could possibly imagine. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> calories in means calories gained if you're not pushing the calories out. Mm -hmm. And so um, once that happened, I just changed my major from communications to sports science where I had to teach classes. And so the 
the journey from that weight gain to insanity was literally it started with dance because I was like, you know what? I can dance, and I was also a track athlete. I was like, I can dance and I can run. So how can I combine the two? And so it started out with dancing. And then from dancing, I got into fitness. I was certified to teach everything from spinning to kickboxing to step aerobics to, I mean, anything that was in fitness, urban rebound, that was anything. Didn't your first class have like 90 people sign up for it? Yeah, yes, it did. So my first class was a hip hop class. Well, you know, I was like, you know, I was, kind of popular on campus at the parties excuse in the me. circle excuse me you know when okay. the, when the when the dance circle happened when <laughs> it was like wow <laughs> there was no way there's there was there's never been a time even as an, a 45 year old man there's never a time that there's a dance circle happening at any party any baby shower any wedding that i'm not going to be in the middle of at least for five minutes and i've always been like that i'm <laughs> holding my integrity to that but um so once that happened, I just, I forgot where I was. <laughs> I'm just so excited. To 90 about people it. in the class. Oh, my 90 <laughs> people. So once I started to teach, once I wanted to teach class, yeah. I went to the director of the student center and I was like, can I teach a dance class? And she was like, have you ever taught before? I was like, no, but I know how to dance, you know? And she was like, okay, you know, have at it. You know, this is the date. And so yeah. I went to the school newspaper and I put an ad in the newspaper that I was going to teach class. I was thinking only maybe 30 people would come, you know, just because it's it's a dance class. Yeah. And so 90 people showed up and, and the director came to me and she was like, OK, Sean, she was like, the class only fits 60 people. So you will either have to do one class and 30 people leave really upset or you'll have to do two classes back to back. And of just I, by nature, I choose the hardest way because mm-hmm. it's the most challenging way. And I taught two classes back to back and. I never stopped teaching. From there, I got on the schedule. I started, I changed my, not changed my major, I added a dance minor, theater dance minor to my major in college. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing shows. I got hired around the um, this, the state to teach dance classes and to choreograph. Yeah. Went on to teach and choreograph for cheerleaders, you know, cheerleading competitions. Mm-hmm. But what was that feeling? What was oh. that feeling like after you taught that first class? It Was it like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Anyone who's ever had a runner's high, yeah. you ever run and you're like, no. But <laughs> for those who have a runner's high, do you know, did you ever have a liberating feeling, like such a euphoric feeling of either being proud of yourself or something like you just were so happy? Like mm-hmm. imagine the happiest you've ever been. That feeling is what I felt when I danced. When the beat comes on, it's a rap. It's a rap for everybody in the room. Because, not because I'm the best dancer or the worst dancer, mm-hmm. but just just because it music makes me feel that great. I literally get lost in the music. So um, once that happened, I just started teaching and teaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. And then I started going to fitness conventions, teaching dance and taking a lot of classes. And then I started winning awards for fitness all over the world. I won like best international presenter at one point. And so then I moved to LA to become a professional dancer because I was just like, why not, you mm-hmm. know? And I was teaching classes at Equinox and a producer came in one day and was like, hey, your class is really good. Like, did you ever consider having DVDs? This was in a DVD era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, but I kind of did. But I was just like, yeah, I thought, I think it would be fun, you know? And I did Hip Hop Abs, which is my first 
program with the company Beachbody now Body, and that was all she wrote. And the producer, he set you up with Beachbody. Yeah, she, she set me up with Beach Beachbody. She was a producer at Beachbody, so she came and she was like, "You want to do this?" I'm like, "Absolutely." And so then we produced my first infomercial, which was Hip Hop as my first program, which a lot of people still. I was on a plane the other day. Some woman walked by. She was like, "Tilt tucking tight," and I was like. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is literally 17 years old, this workout. Yeah. And I'm like, come through, you know? So, um, and so I say that because it's still very impactful to people, which makes me really happy that I made the decision to do it. And then two programs later is when I came out with Insanity. And I had to fight to get the Insanity mm-hmm. workout. Not fight, but like I had to sell myself because everyone looked at me as the dance fitness guy because yeah. I created two dance workouts. And I was like, no, I'm an athlete first. Mm. Before I was a dancer, I was an athlete. And tell then us so, about that. Uh, <clears throat> my athletic background? No, tell us about the fight. Ooh, the fight. Yeah. So I walked into the office of the CEO of Beachbody. His name is Carl Deichler. And I was like, actually, I think we were having a meeting. So we were in a boardroom. And I walked up to him and I was like, I really want to do this workout, this like really intense workout. And he was like, no, you're just my dance guy. And I said, maybe you don't know who I, I'm like, did you just turn me down? We still talk about it to this day. So I'm not talking trash on him. He knows. I was like, okay. I was like, give me 24 hours. And I called up a few friends and we actually went to a dance studio. Ha ha. Pretty mm-hmm. funny. But we went to a dance studio and I filmed insanity. I filmed some insanity workouts and I, I sent it to him and like literally probably like 30 minutes after he saw he called me up he was like this is yours because what happened was I created this workout where I'm talking I'm doing the workout and everybody else after like 15 20 minutes is on the floor like tapping out and I'm still going Mm -hmm. I'm like let's go and he was like holy crap like if we can get people to do that I'm like absolutely if we can get people to push themselves to that level of fitness they're going to hate it but there's, they're going to be joyful about it. They're going to feel really good. They're going to change their body. They're going to change their mindset. Mm-hmm. And so Insanity released in 2009, and it was the number one infomercial for seven years in a row. It ran all night. It ran it all, night. all night. Anytime <laughs> somebody picked up chips, ordered some food, mm-hmm. whatever it is, that pizza, Domino's, when you come home late from the club, <laughs> Shanti was on the TV like <laughs> ripped flexing, pushing people through, showing before and afters that you just feel horrible about yourself. No, <laughs> well, this is actually crazy to me. Because <laughs> it really ran all night, Sean. I remember this. All night long. So what what gave you like the idea? Like where you just did you wake up one morning like this is this is a good idea. What was that moment where you thought up insanity? Well, believe it or not, insanity was a workout that I was teaching in college. Nothing that, I have newer stuff now, but workouts that I've I put out on television or on DVDs or streaming up until recent mm-hmm. were workouts that I created 20 plus years ago. It was just my live class. And you know, once I created Insanity, then people were like, uh, it was Insanity and P90X. I have to give Tony Horton, who's another Beachbody trainer, like a lot of credit because he did a, like the the tough lifting. I did the tough like hit cardio, but I was just like, 
no, we like we have to do this. Like this is this is where it's at. You know, this is I was I think I was no, I know I was really over the infomercials that would say drink this and you'll be ready to go to South Beach for a week. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm like this is this is impossible. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't cut your calories back and drink instead of eat, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm like this is not longevity for people. So with insanity, I wanted I still see people walking down the street on the subway in New York City and they're like, Y'all gotta get back on my insanity. They're like, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. They're like, I still work out. But they were like, that was Yes. And it's not a a workout that I want you to do forever. I actually created that workout also because I wanted you to know how hard you can push so every other workout you do is mentally easier. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, there's going to be tough moments in other workouts. But when you think back to those insanity moments where you're pushing yourself and you're dripping Mm -hmm. and you barely can do one more push-up, you're like, I got this. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Insanity, while it is fitness, it is life tra- life training, and I've taken that and I put it into my new workout, Dig Deeper. That has no jumping; it's all weight bearing activity. It's like really good for your muscles and your joints. Well, Sean, before we get into yeah. that, I, I want to go back to you saying like you know the weight loss shakes because now there's <laughs> the shot, right? The, the diabetic shot yeah. that people are using to lose weight. What are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts on people wanting to feel good about themselves and however they get there. I'm one I'm if it's safe, if the doctor says it's fine, do it. However, mm-hmm. however, what are you doing for this? Mm-hmm. Because getting the shot without controlling your nutrition or learning about the controlling of your nutrition is not really the answer because what happens if or when that shot goes away? Then you're just going to slingshot your way back to what you were doing before. So it's just like when people get gastric bypass Mm -hmm. surgery, they have to go through therapy and some sort of nutritional therapy before they get the surgery because what can happen is they shrink your stomach and you can't eat a lot. And then what happens is you lose the weight, but then your stomach will expand again and then people start eating again. So when it comes to anything, when it comes to people getting a shot, I'm like, if it's if it's accessible and not getting in the way of people who have diabetes, by all means, do whatever it is. It's your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally your life, and you have to make the decision to do it. But what are you going to do to change your behavior? Because at the end of the day, if you're not changing your behavior, then this shot, what it does is suppresses your appetite. Okay, but when you stop taking that shot, your appetite is coming back. This shot slows down your digestive system, which... Okay, but if you're not eating and you're not regulating your digestive system and you don't know how to eat to keep your everything moving, Mm -hmm. then is it really a healthy option for you? Some people choose the healthier option being, you know, aesthetically and physically pleasing to themselves or for other people, which will make me go here, which is pretty controversial what I'm going to say. But most of the time we aim to lose weight to get to a certain weight that is way beyond anything that we need to do. I say if you're, most people say, oh, I wanna get back to the way I was in high school. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about where you were, where your hormone levels were in high school. Let's talk about mentally where you were in high school. Let's right. talk about responsibility where, where you were in high school. So people put so much pressure on themselves because of society to look a certain way. And they choose to do things that don't necessarily 
they're not necessarily aided by changing their behavior as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, whether you want to get gastric bypass, you want to take a shot, you want to, you know, get some, you know, cosmetic surgery. I'm like, go for it. I'm going to celebrate you. I'll go yeah. to the beach with you. I hope you go. I'll help you go buy the bathing suit. <laughs> but I'm also going to be like, okay. So, but what are you doing for your internal health right. and your mental health as you go through this process? I think that is the question. Um, and I even say that to people who judge people that do that. Oh, they, they only lost weight because they did the shot. I'm like, okay, but what are you doing? True. That's true. I'm like, at <laughs> least it's a step. Right. But I will, I, you know, I, I think that mental health is really, really important, especially when it comes to you wanting to look better for yourself. Ultimately, we want to look better because of what society thinks is beautiful. Yeah. That's I, a whole other conversation. But. I like how you... You focus so much on mental health. It's not just about the looks, but it's about what's inside. You know, about. people are walking around unhappy. Yeah. People are walking around, like, behind the scrim. You know, at the beginning of a musical, a lot of times there's a scrim, and you see, like, what's happening, but it's not real life. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people are walking around, because their desire to please other people in society, and they're not living their most authentic and true selves. Yeah. But if your mental health is on point, man i'm telling you it is it's the most joyous feeling combined with you know getting older mm -hmm. and wisdom i mean it definitely is a process for you to get to that place but you know i just really mental health is huge for me it literally changed my life well sean at the very beginning of this interview i called you the og fitness influencer <laughs> so what are your thoughts on fitness influencers these days are people who I don't know, maybe they don't even have a personal training certification. They're just teaching. What are your thoughts? Um, desire to be great is great. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I think a lot of people have their own reasons to become an influencer or to be great at something or to want to have, you know, a million followers or get 30,000 likes on a post. Mm -hmm. There is motivation behind them wanting to do that. It's really great. It really comes down to the user like how much knowledge does this person have? Are they telling me the truth? Mm -hmm. And is the service that they're offering me actually getting me long-term results? Right. But to the influencer, I'll say this. Just, you know, humans are like snowflakes. So even if you're a fitness influencer, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Everyone, I promise you right now, everyone has a different perception of the world. So even if you're a fitness influencer, you have a different perception of what fitness is. So don't try to mold into what's working for everybody. Find that moment or that thing that you're passionate about in fitness for you, and that is the thing that's going to make you stand out. And then you you don't have to try hard. You, you try. really don't have to try hard to stand out. You just have to be yourself. Well, Sean, I want to quickly ask you a few money questions before I ask oh, you Oh, come on, next. money. <laughs> money. So could you tell me, how did you learn how to manage money from, because you had rather humble beginnings, right? Yeah. To today. How <laughs> yeah. did you learn how to manage this money? Well, it was definitely a struggle. I mean, when I first came into money, I just wanted to spend it because I never had it, you yeah. know. And then through years of building businesses, building different business entities, having to pay people, having to pay health insurance. And, you know, just like as you get older and people, you know, to solve more money, more problems. Yes. Yeah, more money does. I don't say it causes more problems, but it makes you have more responsibility. Okay. Responsibility with your communication to people, responsibility with you being able to save. And so, um, you know, I have to give lots and lots of props to my husband, Scott, because he is the one that took 
our money and I've learned a lot from him of being able to take the money we have and make it grow mm-hmm. and for me I like to call myself a hustler like I can make money I can go out there and make money right yeah. now Yo, you want a goal? I have a goal of making a million dollars. I promise you right now, I can make a million dollars in a completely different business than I am involved in right now in a year. I can do it. Are you, but, do you have any investments? Oh, I have. I Plenty have, of investments. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you want to share a few I, I mean, I have my, my financial advisor is on point. He's he, on it. <laughs> he makes it happen. But I say all that to say that, like my strength is in making money and then having a financial advisor and a spouse that knows how to make the money grow is is just really it's 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 important obviously Mm -hmm. i know about it i learn about it and i'm into it but just like raising kids i'm like it takes a village and so don't you can save money alone Mm -hmm. but i highly recommend getting like a financial advisor that is it's pretty much the best thing, you know, for me, it was my spouse and my financial advisor, but yeah. it's pretty much the best thing because you, you know, you hear it from football players, basketball players, people who win the lottery yeah. that come from the hood, that come from no money. They lots and lots and lots of people lose their money. They could, they could probably make $20 million and then, you know, 20 years from now, they have nothing because they mm-hmm. don't know how to control it. So. You know, you have to find somebody you trust yeah. to trust you with your money so that your money can trust you. And oh, then later God. in life, you can be like living your best life. You can be in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now it's, it's it's I'm so happy because when it comes to money, because I'm at a point where I can put thousands of dollars into my kids bank account mm-hmm. every month. So when they get 18 years old or when they graduate college or whatever we decide we want to give it to them, like it's going to set up for their first business yeah. it's not just like here's the money here's a free-for-all if they go to school the money's gonna go to school they're not just getting the money it's like oh you want to start a business all right we set aside some money to help you start a business so you know i think i, I know for sure that's the other thing that you know makes me happy about saving money and making money because i have these two little boys that i just love so yeah. much that you know i want to it's my job to help them grow in life and mm-hmm. so that's what we're doing you know what's really interesting to me is that you it sounds like steve harvey has this thing <laughs> i would tell the same ten dollar jokes and i'm telling them today but i'm just making a whole lot more money for those ten dollar jokes <laughs> so that's exactly what you're doing <laughs> you know i'll tell you this when i first started doing fitness events yeah i mean i would be like oh my gosh i'm getting like fifteen hundred dollars to travel to europe which is a good amount 1500 euros i was happy i was yeah. like i got on my plane you know now I want to preface this by saying that I'm not saying I'm better than anyone when mm-hmm. it comes to money because when you start talking about money, but this is the motivating factor. So I, I was like, okay, I'm making my fifteen hundred dollars. All right, let me get three classes. Let me make you know yeah. four thousand. You know, do my little negotiation to the point where I would be traveling back and forth to Europe so much that I would get upgraded. And then the first time I got upgraded to business and I was able to lay down flying from <laughs> from LA to. <laughs> To, to Germany, I was like, not you stretched out on the plane. <laughs> I was like, you think I'm sitting back there again? <laughs> Nothing wrong with sitting back there. But me investing my time at that point yeah. in my craft to be able to up level myself, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I have to make a way <laughs> to not sit back there. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, how am I going to do that? I'm going to be really good at what I do so that one day I can charge a hell of a lot more and now I don't have to leave my house for less than $30,000 right so it's it's 
this is the thing you, you were talking about influencers right mm -hmm. yo like that but i'm only i'm only able to do that because i provide a service that people need and i'm passionate about it and i'm doing it in a way that's most authentic to me and people have tangible results mm -hmm. but if i were to conform to do what everyone else was doing i'm just not believable and nobody's going to pay me that money because they're like i can get that from over there you can only get one shanti you know yeah and i'm gonna give you everything i got to help you transform well sean what's next for you oh next up is i kind of mentioned it before but next up is my program dig deeper where i take fitness to the next level as i'm getting older i'm 45 now i know people don't want to jump as much anymore and i got involved in bodybuilding because i had a shoulder injury that really prohibited me from even doing fitness so there was mm -hmm. a whole year where i just wasn't in the best shape that i wanted to be in because my shoulder was giving me lots of issues so mm -hmm. i had shoulder surgery i walked into my physical therapy center one of my physical therapists was a woman who just she was just incredible and amazing. Her name is Kristen. And I just said to her, when I can start lifting weights again, can you train me? And she was like, sure. She didn't even like think about it. She was like, sure. Come to find out, she did insanity in her summer of her eighth grade going into <laughs> ninth grade. And she, it was a full circle moment for her. So she trained me for the last 18 months yeah. to get my body to where it was. And the strength that I feel, the mobility that I have, the the peace that I have and being strong and confidence that I have, I was like, I need people to feel this way. And so the program Dig Deeper, it happens in, it's, it's a three month program, but I tell people to do it for at least a year to get major muscle development, max muscle maturity. Mm -hmm. But it's not just a workout. I'm literally, well, I'm definitely Shanti. I'm definitely wild. I'm definitely mm -hmm. like giving you some entertainment because I need to keep you occupied. But mm -hmm. I'm teaching you how to use your muscles in a way that you've never learned how to use them on a home workout DVD or workout streaming platform before. And so I'm just really excited. I know people are going to feel the results, see the results, and change the way. They're going to change their bodies and just going to be like the physical results are great, but I'm just wait to hear how confident people are. I yeah. actually went out to dinner with a friend of mine who was in my workouts before I've known for maybe 12 years. And last night we sit down to dinner. She's like, she was in a test group for mm -hmm. this program. She's like, feel my arm. <laughs> Like, and that's crap. dig deeper. Yeah, that's dig deeper. You're going to be walking Thanks. around telling people, you're going to say, feel my arms. Okay. Get into a personal space <laughs> done. Feel these arms. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely.